Peace and blessings, everybody. You're listening to The Good Brother Experience, where it is I, the good brother, the original black man, I am Reek. What's happening with you? What you doing? How you doing? How you feeling? All right. So before I continue, I still need to give you the reminder to please stay hydrated during these trying times. If you get the roni, that's one thing. But don't be dehydrated in the process. Do the right thing. Do what needs to be done and put some water into your motherfucking bloodstream. Secondarily, I would need for you to leave me a rating and review. If you leave me anything less than five stars, I would have to believe that you have hatred in your bloodstream. And I believe in you. I've grown to know a lot of you. I know you're not a hater. Don't do that to me. And also, can you do me a favor? Whenever you listen to the show, just say you're listening to it and use the hashtag the good brother experience. Utilize such on Instagram, utilize such on Twitter. I just want the word to come out there that if you can't rely on no one else, you can rely on the good brother. Now, why is this episode coming out on Tuesday as opposed to Monday? I'll tell you why. Two things. One, because of this quarantine, I've lost track of what day it is. So, I thought yesterday was Sunday. That's just the truth. Secondarily, along with the fact that I lost track of the days, I have been really invested into two shows. I've been watching All-American, and I've been watching Ozark. And you know, with the way Netflix is currently set up, where it just plays the next episode without you having to touch anything... A lot of hours can be put into these episodes without you even understanding what time it is. So I've been speaking with people on the phone. I've been trying to make sure that although I've been practicing social distancing that I don't fall out the loop with my loved ones. Uh, Conversations, texting, frivolous social activity, I mean social network activity, All-American and Ozark has had me in this bubble. A bubble of which that I wasn't even aware that I was in until it was Monday and no episode came out. So let's start with Ozark, right? Because I literally just got done watching it before I pressed record. That is one of the best shows on the internet. Nobody watches television. So I will say as far as the internet is concerned, I want to say that it's written, the way that it's casted, and... The reason why I love the writing so much is for one specific reason. It evokes emotion out of me. Whether it makes me feel awkward, whether it gives me a sense of suspense, whether it gives me a eureka moment. The thing about Ozark, which is so dope, is the amount of twists and turns that they write into the script. So you really don't know what's coming. You think you know what's coming and then... The total opposite happens, you know. They constantly keep you on your toes. Uh, Marty Bird's uh, wife, child, children, you know what I'm saying? The people who he is with. I mean, everybody who surrounds pretty much his genius. You really, really don't have an appreciation for that show until the season is over. Only from this uh, aspect. Season three was beautiful, and some people say that it was slow, but it's less about 
the amount of action or the amount of suspense or the amount of drama that happens in the show as opposed to you just following the writing of the show and the build-up that uh, is usually happening even when you're watching it, even when you think there's a dead period. Every single moment in that show counts. Each thing is calculated. You can tell that every single move that they make, as far as the script is concerned, was a conscious effort for it to lead into something else. There's no frivolous writing. There's no filler. You know what I'm saying? And because of that, I really enjoyed that program. And initially, when I'm watching season three, I'm watching it, and I'm like, all right, there's two black people on the show. The cop nigga is gay, and the woman is pregnant. Like, come on, my nigga, what type of fucking shit is that? Until you start watching the show, and then that becomes like a distant second as to why the show is so important. And I know we're black. I know I'm black. But I've come to terms with a few things. We need more black writers in Hollywood. We need more black writers in Amazon Prime, in Hulu, YouTube TV, Netflix, HBO Go, whatever have you. Stars, Showtime. And more and more black people are getting an opportunity. But we can't have everything because the nation is still 70% white. And I'm watching Ozark with full understanding that this show is taking place in the Ozark portion of Missouri. Black people are not going over there. So why would they cast white people? The only way you can cast a black person to be in a show like that is if they are police officers. And that's okay. You understand? So the fact that she's pregnant and the fact that he's gay, so what? I still see black representation and two of the black characters in that show, they're not stupid criminals. They're not people that need Marty Bird's help. They're not playing the crackhead. They're not playing the the waitress or the waiter in the in the casino. They're FBI agents. You know what I'm saying? And the amount of intellect you need to be an FBI agent, especially the pregnant lady, and when they were saying that she's brilliant, she's the best, and she'll catch me, and she's five steps ahead, each character is represented in the place of power and a place of being in an educated, being in an educated light. And that's something I can really get with as far as Ozark is concerned, you know? Uh, there are a few things that I really didn't like, but all in all, although it's just a show, and this, I want to say this, I can parlay this into real life. White people overall don't really have a grasp on what accountability is. How if you do something and it's unsatisfactory, it can lead to something happening to you. Um, when you look at the way that people bash each other, you know, with shows like Jackass or Bam Margera or the way that maybe your manager speaks to you or how white people converse to one another when they're angry or the type of pranks they pull on one another or the verbiage that they choose to use when they get upset. 
it is just overly clear that unless they're around someone else that doesn't share their background, they don't really understand that there's cause and effect. You cannot say and do whatever you want and there be no recourse. You understand? Similar to season two with Ozark. I'm not even going to talk about season three. Season two, when um, when the crazy lady that was the husband to the equally crazy hillbilly nigga. She poisons the dope, kills 58 people, goes one-on-one to cartel, and then kills her husband because her husband's like, yo, boy, you are tripping. But she doesn't think that she's tripping. If she's angry, she has merit to do whatever the fuck she wants to do because she's old and she's white. There's no other way around it. And you're watching season three and they're introducing you to uh, Marty Bird's uh, wife's uh, little brother. When they're just showing you everybody, all the new characters that are starting to bring into the fray, nobody seemingly has a grasp that if you do this, this could happen to you. Even my man Tommy from Power uh, got cast into that show. Shout out to him. Uh, that's something I really got to see because he had a interview with Big Boy's Neighborhood. If you haven't seen it, you should check it out. And he was saying to Big Boy, like, yo, although I'm on Power and I'm on this extremely successful television program, it's still hard for me to get work, you know? So I'm very happy that in some aspect, Tommy got to come into the mix, you understand, and really get some work. Because being in a show like Power and then that that not transferring into having a more stable career, because these are still people that go to work. Although they're here for entertainment, I think we get things misconstrued. The same way you go to Pathmark, the same way you go to target the same way you go to ups the same way that you're a mailman everybody is going to work when you're looking at an actor on a whether it be a laptop screen or a tv screen you're looking at somebody working and the only three things i've seen tommy in is he was in uh what the jack reacher you know what i'm saying he was the person that was the sniper nigga in the first jack reacher he was in power and he was in this. That's the only three things I remember seeing this nigga in. So shout out to Tommy Egan, Joseph Segura, you know what I'm saying? And if you're into shows that are crafted around the writing of the show as opposed to the theatrics of the show, I really and strongly suggest that you watch Ozark. Watch all three seasons. If you're into that type of shit, because it's not... Uh, everybody type of show it's a very niche audience but if you're into the writing of a show as opposed to the theatrics of the show although i just said that i'm just trying to drive the point home you definitely should watch such um something else i've been watching is all american and my thing about all american you know i'm all caught up as far as the episodes are concerned uh the same way white people have no sense of accountability um the emotional intelligence of the black person that's highlighted in that show is not something that I agree with as far as all American is concerned, because every single person on that show wears their heart on their sleeve. They react first and talk later. There's there's no real loading period. There's no sifting period. There's no period to where people are like taking a step back and really understanding what's going on. If I feel this way right now, this is the motion I'm going with until I'm proven wrong. And although I see a lot of that in my community, 
it's on fucking a thousand in all American. Every time something happens to one of these niggas, nobody wants to hear the other person's point of view. Nobody wants an explanation. They only want an explanation to add gasoline to what they're already feeling so they can feel justified in feeling like such. And let me shout out to my man Spencer James, which I found out is British. Why are all the primary actors of all these shows fucking British? Who isn't British? I want to fucking become an actor. So when I'm doing interviews, I'm not catching everybody by surprise by having a fucking Australian accent or some shit like that. I'm here from the soil just like you. And I know that there's like this professionalism that comes along with being from London and being a classically trained actor and all that type of other fucking bullshit. Fuck that, my nigga. Can you convey these words on this paper, on the screen? Did you have the training to do so? It's all that should fucking matter. And in fact, they're importing all these people. And it's not so much why, but it's where. This nigga is supposed to be a black man from Crenshaw that went to Beverly Hills as a football player. And they imported a nigga from Britain. From Britain. There's nobody from L.A. that needed an opportunity. I mean, shout out to him. I hope he gets more opportunities. But goddamn, son, like, uh, on the same token, if I'm not familiar with the programming in London, but if there's like Netflix London, let's take Top Boy, for example. Are there any black people that's going in there and putting on a British accent? The only time I remember a black person being casted to be someone British is in Ocean's Eleven, and I'm talking about Don Cheadle's character. Besides that, you don't play. You don't get to play someone who's British unless you're British. I don't understand why the same doesn't go for American programming. I mean, now I know all the streaming sites and all the uh, movie channels or whatever have you. There's more than enough opportunity for everybody. But with something as sensitive as being a person that was born and raised in Crenshaw as a wide receiver, why are you getting somebody from Britain doing that role? But then again. I'm not a casting director, so maybe I should shut the fuck up. And um, outside of that, I haven't really been doing much, you know. And I've I've been watching a whole bunch of content. There's more content for me to watch. You know, I'm going to watch the Miles Davis documentary after I get done doing what I got to do. I still go outside every day. And I mean, got to get some air. I'm still out here doing what I got to do to make money with my miscellaneous jobs. And... Even if right now when me saying that, you're saying to yourself, what is Reek really doing? If you know, you know. And if you don't, you don't. Especially at this point in my life. Because I don't need everybody understanding what's going on as far as that portion of my life is concerned. Because that leaves room for judgment. And I want to say this. As far as my business is concerned. I was speaking with a friend of mine a few weeks back. I was in his crib. And... um. He was bringing light to the fact that I say names on the show. And let me just walk you guys through my psyche. A lot of you don't know who I'm talking about, especially by a first name basis. So I'm saying to myself, you know, if I just say the first name, whatever, just because it's easy for me to get through the story. But I don't say a last name. I'm not saying on Instagrams, whatever. Nobody's going to know what's going on. He made it so... He was telling me like, yo, a lot of people that do know who you're talking about also listen to the show. 
So people are finding it harder and harder to confide in you because they feel as though you're just going to just say whatever you want on the show. And I've harmed a lot of people in the process of doing such, whether I made them feel awkward, made them feel uncomfortable, made them receive phone calls they didn't anticipate on getting, uh, so on and so forth. So I'm going to practice better discretion as far as keeping the names of the people off of the program, you know, and with me, I've been told so much. I know so much about so many people and I will never, ever bring that shit to air. But if I, I'm just thinking I'm doing like a little silly, goofy story just to make y'all laugh. And this particular part of the podcast really goes out to the other podcasters that might be in similar situations. <coughs> No matter how small you think something is, no matter how menial you might think something is, no matter no matter how much you probably justify to yourself, this probably isn't a big deal. It is a big deal. People's lives and business is definitely a big deal. And if you're going to exploit such, you never, ever say a name. Change some shit around the story. You don't want it ever being figured out by those around you. This is what happened to fucking harper and the best man he wrote a book he was like oh i'll just change the names a little bit it's all good i'm just gonna become a new york bestseller it's just gonna be a great story and then morris chestnut he during the bachelor party he's sitting on the toilet he's reading the chapter and he's like nigga kisses on the frontal lobe i know what the fuck that shit means and then he beat this nigga's ass on the fucking patio and the way that i was uh podcasting before this episode, it was all a matter of time for someone with my ass on the patio the night before a wedding. And I'm not trying to go out like uh, like Harper. And for one, for the people that do listen to this show, um, that know the names of the people who I'm talking about as I'm talking about them, I want to apologize to you sincerely for not keeping it real, not doing what I think needs to be done, and for compromising your secrets or compromising your business for the sake of just entertaining some strangers. And secondarily, I will do a better job and not only not bring anybody else into my podcast world, but if it's something that I really feel like is cool and uh, prudent to the entertainment value of the program, I'll make sure I change everything in its entirety. I make sure nothing will ever get back to anyone else. I make sure that nobody ever feels compromised in the process. And this is a big deal to me. You know, it's not a matter of, yo, it's my show. I say what I want and you just got to get over it. That's not my style. It's never been my style. It's just when you start being on the podcast, whatever, you're just saying whatever comes to the top of your head. Uh, that that few seconds that you need to filter what needs to be said and what doesn't need to be said is kind of difficult but that's not an excuse and um for podcasters out there as i said i want to say about two minutes ago pack practice better discretion with people that are around you because it is a big deal even if you don't think it's a big deal that's not the point when you bring other people into what you're doing for a living it no longer matters what you feel they matters what's felt as a collective and if people are starting to feel betrayed then what is it really worth you know i was going through a similar thing with uh with another podcaster whatever have you something that i'm never going to bring up but just being corny and going back to people and 
wanting to highlight situations and all the type of nonsense. It's it's not really worth being awkward. Nothing's really that big of a deal. It's only a big deal once people start making things a big deal. Sometimes things can get left in the dark. And something can just be just a memory that you share with the people that know. And I have full understanding of that now. And before this show really takes off, I just really want to verbalize that I have the, I have the understanding. I want to really thank the person that brought this to my attention. Because he was telling me like, yo, people are saying this to me in different types of ways but nobody's saying nothing directly to you and there's something that you need to know and I'm a very blunt person so when I feel away about something I go to that person immediately and I express how I feel and I expect the same in return you have a problem with me you look me dead in my eye you let me know what's going on and then I make the proper adjustments so peace and blessings past the dressing I know this episode was uh didn't really get much accomplished here, but it was something that I wanted to really express to those that listen to me. And I just want to tell you guys about All American and Ozark. That's really been my week since I last spoke to y'all. So I'm out at y'all sooner than later. Uh and I will well, I'm sorry, you'll be hearing from me on thirty one point two. Holla.